Hello, hello, and welcome to Konichi Value, the podcast where I, Ray Saito, talk about the most undervalued stocks and other investments on the Japanese market. Today, we're gonna talk about fishing in the Japanese stock market abyss, the four most undervalued Japanese stocks right now. So, to start, stock markets all around the world are basically collapsing. The world's largest index, the S&P 500, or the SPY, is down 23% year-to-date. Other indexes, like the Sri Lankan ASPI index, have fallen more than 40% year-to-date. And the Irish stock market exchange, the ISEC, has fallen 24% year-to-date. The main Japanese index, the Nikkei 225, has been relatively spared with a downturn of around 11% as we speak, but in reality, it has fallen much, much more. You see, the Japanese yen has dropped around 30% to the US dollar year to date. So if you count that in, you could say that the Japanese stock market has fallen more than the American counterparts. In simple terms, this means that a lot of you have likely lost a lot of money. However, it also means that a lot of high quality stocks are on sale right now. In other words, It's time to go fishing in the stock market abyss. So to find the most undervalued stocks on the Japanese stock markets right now, I have three very stringent strategies that I'm using. The first strategy is my tried and true value vetting strategy. And for people who have been following Konichi Value for some time, I think you're familiar with this strategy. Simply put, it aims to filter out value stocks that has a high growth. And you can see the criteria in the show notes, but very simply explained, they look at a P less than 25, an average earning growth higher than 7% over the past seven years, return on equity at least 10%, some kind of dividend yield, and a low debt ratio, aka that they can pay any debt they have back with ease. I've also added a minimum of 10% minus in valuation this year, so we only see the bargain stocks. My second strategy I've added is the Graham strategy. Graham is, for some of you may know this already, but he's the mentor of Warren Buffett. And he basically has seven criteria that every company has to fulfill to be a true value stock. And these criteria are a size that's not too small, uh, it has good financial strengths, it has good earning stability, it has a good dividend history, it has good earnings growth, a moderate PE ratio, so again, under 25-ish or less, and a moderate price to book value. Again, you can find out how to calculate this in the article and the show notes. The third strategy is the Petrovsky F-score. And this is named after a Stanford accounting professor named, well, you guessed it, Petrovsky. And he also has a strategy that includes nine criteria, which are used to assess a company's financial strengths. I won't go into the details of each criteria, but there's three main groups these criteria are in, and they're profitability, so things like profit margin, return on equity, etc. Leverage, liquidity, and source of the funds the company is using. So the source is not only loans, it's more mixed with private equity and, you know, shareholders own money, etc. 
and then operation efficiency. So basically how much of the money the company uses gets converted into profits, etc. So these are the three criteria I use. Putting those three criterias in a screener and then looking at all the Japanese stock markets, I only found four companies. Very important to remember here though, is that before the end of 2021, there was zero companies in this list. So these are indeed extremely stringent criteria, but enough about that. Without further ado, here are the four most undervalued companies on the Japanese stock market. The first company is Miroku Joho Service or MJS, which is down 24% year to date. The company is a software company that sells accounting software for small to medium-sized businesses in Japan. They also do sales of goods, hardware, etc. that is used for these accounting firms. And they also have an advisory division and a customer support division. Looking at MJS financials, they look really good. Except for 2020, 2021, they have had a stable revenue growth. They have had very stable operating income, stable operating margin, and a stable profit margin. And most interestingly, their PE previously had been on par with other software companies. So around 35 to 40 even. But this year, 2022, their PE is actually down to 7.9. I've looked a little bit around the news of this company and there's no specific scandal or anything. So it just seems like software in Japan is getting hammered. And also it's a competitive field and this company only has around 20% of the market share. And so that might be the reason why the PE valuation had gone down so much because other competition is catching up. But other than that, I think this is a huge bargain and I definitely think it deserves to be in the bargain bin on the Japanese stock market. The second company on my list of four is Nippon Concept Corporation, which has gone down 23% year to date. Nippon Concept Corporation is involved in the transportation of liquid cargoes using tank containers, including chemicals, petroleum chemicals, detergent raw materials, ink, fragrances, and even food materials. The company mainly provides its services to chemical manufacturers and distributors, but it also has a food company division. So let's take a glance at the financials. In fact, the financials here are incredibly interesting with revenues growing every year except the pandemic year of 2020. And in the last year, 2021 plus Q1 2022, the revenue growth is as high as 40 to 50%. On top of that, the operating margin and the profit margins are really high in an industry that seems to be relatively commoditized of 18.7% and 12.8%. If we look at the PE of this company, it has been around 12 to 20, and now it's around 8.1, which is incredibly low for such a high profit company. Maybe it's been forgotten a bit, or maybe something has happened that I don't understand because it's a quite complex industry, but I definitely want to look more at this company in the future. The third company on my list is Tucalo, that has gone down 16% year to date. Tucalo 
is mainly developing thermal decomposition processing, ZAC, coding processing, and plasma transferred arc processing. This is to say it's an extremely niche industry, which is very hard to understand if you're not in it. But to make it simpler, they are helping companies like power generation companies, uh, windmill companies, power storage companies, even paper making factories and steel making factories to make their processes more efficient with coding and more durable and better. So basically saying that it's an industrial coding that's very relevant for any industrial plant, any manufacturing in the new world. And without these coatings, it seems that many companies cannot function. So if industries in general goes up, these coding industries seem to follow quite well. And the numbers speak the same language. We can see that revenue has been stably growing, except for 2020, where they went down around 5%. On top of this, though, which is, again, very interesting, operating margins and profit margins are very high in this segment of 23.4% and 15.8% right now. And this has been growing almost every year except 2020. Its P number, again, super interesting. It has been fluctuating around 15 for the past 10 years, but now it's as low as 10.6. Again, this is a company I do not fully understand because it's a very complex product, but I think it would be a great investment for the people who can just understand a little bit more than me about it. Last on my list, number four, is Central Automotive Products, which is down 18% year to date. This company is mainly engaged in automobile-related segments. This involved the development, sale, import, and export of automotive parts to suppliers and to makers of cars. It also is engaged in sales of new and used cars, as well as warehousing cars themselves. Simply put, this is a bet on the Japanese automotive industry, and it definitely follows the curve of the automotive industry's profits. However, looking at the financials, we can actually see that in 2020 and 2021, it had a huge increase in revenues. Probably because the used car market was very popular, which is quite a big leg on the revenue of this company. But overall, it has grown very stably during the past 10 years. On top of this, also again, super interesting for companies in industries that seems to be quite commoditized, its operating margins and profit margins are very high at 21% and 15.3%. And its PE is absolutely hammered. It was the highest 2021, probably due to a decrease in some of their sales, but now it's at 8.9. So again, a very cheap stock. I think for people who believe in the Japanese automotive industry, this is a must buy stock because they sell cars from all brands and they're not tied to only Toyota or Nissan, etc. They have contracts with all the big Japanese companies and some foreign companies. So again, if you believe in the Japanese automotive industry, you gotta buy this stock. So as a conclusion, 
the four stocks I talked about today are really the creme de la creme on the Japanese stock market right now. But sure, they could still go down much further, especially if their industries actually enter a recession. And then the PE that looks so cheap now might become higher and they might not become as good value bets. But looking at historical data, these companies have performed incredibly well and are still super cheap. So if you as a value investor believe that buying a stock is buying part of a company, then even if these companies go down, the value, the intrinsic value of the company should be high enough for them to easily bounce back again whenever that is. So I think these are the best companies in the Japanese stock market as a value investor. But again, understand your companies before investing in any of them. Also, in the article, you can find a 10-year history of the most important factors of each of these companies in an Excel file that you can download. That's it for me today. Uh, Have a great evening and thank you so much for listening, reading and watching Konichi Value. Goodbye.